0: Go. Hey guys, I guess I'm doing this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Steve gets so nervous to do our intro. I don't know why.
0: I never get nervous, nervous for the episodes, but I do for an intro. Ready, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know we're taking a break. So we picked a couple of episodes that we're going to re-air. We're dropping one every couple of weeks, and they're some of our more popular episodes. So give them a re-listen. If you are listening to for the first time, you might be a little bit confused by some of what's going on here. We tell our story in chronological order. So we start like,
2: from episode one. Yeah.
0: If you like this episode, jump back to the beginning and listen to all the priors and you'll get a little more context of who we are and where we come from and why the heck we share the weird things that we do on here. (laughs) 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 What else do we need to share, guys?
1: We also want you to know that we have just launched another coloring book. So as you know, we have our coloring book from before that is all about LGBTQIA plus terms Uh, and so you can go get that one. And now we have a new coloring book that is all about being bold and quotes from our podcast.
0: Are Penny and I in this one?
1: You are not in this one. You're in the other one. one. Am
0: I in this one yet?
1: Um, some quotes from you are in this one, Matt. But not me. But not your picture. Dang
0: it.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sorry, guys. You know who the favorite one is.
1: So if you are wanting to support us during this time that we are on our break, it would be awesome if you picked up our new coloring book and the old one. It is still available to you as well. And also, if you can leave us a rating and review, share this on social media, any of those things, help us out while we are on our break. And we super appreciate it. Awesome. See you next time. Be
0: back soon. All right. So later that night, 745, I don't know how to give this over to the Lord. I don't know him. I don't feel his presence or influence anymore. I suppose this is all a result of my pride. I've been fighting thoughts of suicide since Sunday night. It was triggered by Penny's big temper tantrum, which I don't remember.
1: Of course not. (laughs) She's a kid.
0: I got so emotional, I cried like a baby afterwards. Life seemed to be such a burden. I felt like it was just crushing me
2: Again. Like sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> because this is gold. Like these journal entries, they are gold. Like this is some real
0: dark gold, <laughs> real heavy
3: gold. It's the real stuff. It is the real
2: stuff. <laughs> but it's it's gold in the sense of the lessons that were learned in your life and Jessica's life in these journals, that's gold. Yeah. So where
0: are we at?
1: I'm looking at June 22nd. June 22nd,
2: 2012.
0: I'm still on June 10. I was only halfway through that last entry. (laughs) 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 All right, so halfway through, here's what I said on June 10. My testimony is weak. I feel almost no connection to Christ or to, to Heavenly Father anymore. It makes me feel angry and bitter, and that doesn't help things. I know it is my own fault. I'm not staying on the straight and narrow, and I'm not worthy of his presence, his love, his support, his atoning power. It makes me frustrated. I can't stop without his help, and I can't earn his help until I stop. I hate how much pleasure and peace I feel after acting out. And then I list some of the things that I had done, which I don't really feel like sharing on the podcast. (laughs) Not real proud of those things, but I say... Here, we'll pass that over. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was surprising the amount of peace and comfort that I felt afterwards. Sometimes. Other times I would feel turmoil because I knew it would cause me to lose Jessica and the gospel.
1: So this is something that I feel like has come up several times lately, is this idea of how hard we are on ourselves, especially in our church, that um, I think for years it was giving this impression that you had to be so worthy, like you had to do everything right to receive this love and to receive peace and comfort in your lives. Like you had to be doing all the things. And I think that that has been a detriment to many people in recognizing that, he's still there to love you. He's still there to guide you and to give you that support that you are still of worth to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Even if you've done things that are perceived as bad, like I look at my parents and I'm like, I could have come home and told them, hey, I went and did this and that. And I know they still would have loved me. And so I don't doubt that my Heavenly Father would do the same thing. But I think there are so many people that don't feel that and see that. And instead, we beat ourselves up for all of the mistakes we made and say, tell ourselves we are not worthy. And that was something that I watched you do over and over
0: and over, Steve. Well, and that's all I did for this six months was beat yes. myself
3: up and for
0: not being enough, for not feeling the right things, for not wanting the right things. Yeah, And... It's funny, at the end, you know, I spent two hours today reading through all these, this whole journal. And at the end of it, the prominent feeling that I had was just love for myself, for that version of myself. I just wanted to go back and just, like, give myself a hug and say, yeah. hey, just be a little more gentle with yourself. You're doing the best you can.
3: Yeah. You know?
0: Yep. You're hey. making screwing things up along the way but <laughs> but it is the best you can do right now and you can't fault yourself for doing the best you can yeah and you know I look back and I really was trying to do what was best for my family and for me trying to do what was best for the people I love Jessica you and Penny and for myself and those things just didn't balance I was trying to make them balance and they didn't and no. I just could not forgive myself for that and you know I, I couldn't see the, the good intentions that I had that I can now see at that and and it makes me think today you know if that's how I feel looking back at myself eight years ago yeah that's what I should do with myself today is to be a little more gentle and a little more patient and to give myself a little more credit and to not expect myself to be so damn perfect
1: (laughs) yeah
2: that's a lot of times easier said than done yeah but that is I know right now like I'm going through a rough time of beating myself up because everything's not the way that it really should be like what there's a lot of things i don't really <laughs> want to get into it right now
1: it's still in the open wound phase yeah <laughs> so not the time to talk about it
2: not time to uh, i'm going to share my scars not my wounds
1: yeah
0: i don't even know what you're talking about Brene brown
1: oh no he means he uh, doesn't I, know what I you're
0: going no, through I had, oh i had no idea you were going through stuff right now we'll yeah. chat later Yeah,
1: (laughs) we haven't seen you much this break during Christmas break and it's interesting too
0: be gentle on yourself and give yourself credit okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) thank you and and I did I needed to hear that because I also that made me think back to the times that I had some hard times and I was really really hard on myself and if I could have gone back and just given that version that version of myself just a, a big hug. Yeah.
1: You're doing all right, man.
2: Yeah. You're getting through it.
1: And I honestly believe that is where so much of our pain comes from, is just not giving ourselves credit for what we are doing. Yeah. And I think that is so detrimental and where so many like hostile feelings towards the church come from. So listen, give yourself some credit. like. In yourself, love and accept yourself and let go of anything else and recognize the good that's in you and feel the love that you're being given for exactly how you are. I think it's just,
0: yeah. I know we've said it before, but we really should make an effort to treat ourselves the way we would treat someone we love. You know, we would never be half as hard on Penny as we are on ourselves. We would offer words of love and encouragement and help her to see the good that she's doing instead of beating her up for the things that she's not doing well. So why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we beat ourselves up instead of offering love and encouragement and recognition? Right. Anyway, I'm still not done with this entry from June 10. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last thing I miss Sebastian when Jessica and I snuggle up to watch a movie. If I close my eyes, my mind flashes back to a time when I snuggled up close to him in a way that felt so right, that made every worry disappear for a time. Now I'm done with you 10. <laughs> so I want to make it clear, like, obviously Sebastian and I did not end up together. We're not together. I'm, uh, and like these feelings that I'm expressing here in this time frame, well, to this version of me at this time they're Sebastian. Really what they are is the desire that I have to have a genuine, loving relationship with a man that is an authentic, genuine relationship that's a natural fit for me. He very much was the object that represents all of those desires because it's all I, you know, he's the only man I've known. He's the only, he's the, the closest I had come to experiencing that. So I feel like every time I say Sebastian in here, I really should be saying a healthy, yeah. Authentic relationship. <laughs> yeah. I miss a healthy, authentic relationship. I long to see yeah. a healthy, authentic relationship. I should be subbing that in for Well, Sebastian. and I think
1: that's kind of what I was saying with Jared is yeah. that it wasn't necessarily Jared that I wanted. He was just the person that had been there.
2: It was Matt. Yeah. The-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would find out shortly it was Matt. But he was the person that I was putting those feelings towards because he was the one that was around. So I think it's totally the same thing. And I mentioned that in my journal.
0: So did I. Let I, me get to my journal entry about Jared. <laughs> I said that lightheartedly, but
2: in all reality, like, I really like Jared.
0: Oh, Jared's a great
1: guy. Do you he, know him?
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We went mountain biking with, together as well. Oh. <laughs> but no, I, I really do. Do you know like, him now? Are you guys still yeah. in touch?
1: Oh, well, I did not realize that. Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. He doesn't live here anymore. Oh.
0: All right, June 20. Where are you, Jessica?
1: June 22.
0: Well, then let me go first. <laughs> oh, well.
1: Steve's into this.
0: I'm at Passage Group, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Passage, remind us Passage what that is. Passage Porn Addiction Support Group, which I had forgotten was called Passage until we're reading these entries. That, all the groups we talked about. It's been a really rough 24 hours. If I could have acted out last night, I surely would have... I've done a fairly good job of limiting my access to temptation, so my options were limited last night, thank goodness. I hate when I get to the point of wanting it more than I don't want it. I want so badly to be with a man, I just can't shake the thought of it. The thought of having a partner at my side, a loving, caring, grounded partner, my heart just melts at the thought of it. It seems that gay couples are everywhere I look lately. I feel such a longing when I see a seemingly happy gay couple. I hate that I feel like this. I have Jessica at my side, and she has everything I am longing for and more. So why do I feel so alone? Why do I feel a need for something different? This weekend was a Ragnar. <laughs> <laughs> Must have done a lot of Ragnars in this time frame. We did a bunch. All right, so later that night, 745. <laughs> I don't know how to give this over to the Lord. I don't know him. I don't feel his presence or influence anymore. I suppose this is all a result of my pride. I've been fighting thoughts of suicide since Sunday night. It was triggered by Penny's big temper tantrum, which I don't remember.
1: Of course not. (laughs) She's a kid.
0: I got so emotional, I cried like a baby afterwards. Life seemed to be such a burden. I felt like it was just crushing me. And it hasn't quite lifted since. I love Penny. I love Jessica. Why can't I let what I feel with them be enough? Why can't I think about what they need? I'm selfish. I take them for granted. I don't deserve them. And they don't deserve this. They don't deserve a husband and a dad who thinks so much of his own needs and desires. How could Christ have suffered for me and my sins? I don't understand it. I don't understand anything anymore. My next one is June 23rd. (laughs) So it's your turn.
1: So mine on June 22nd said, I had a major breakdown last night. I feel bad that I did that to Steve. I kept having a hard time with the fact that he isn't attracted to me anymore. And I feel so guilty at times that I have issues at all coming back into this. And I had to think about that. Like, what am I saying here? But I felt bad that it was hard for me to come back into this relationship, which... (laughs) Thinking back on that now, I'm like, of course it was hard to come back into this relationship.
0: <laughs> like, Hello.
1: Yeah, but see, <laughs> I never wanted, because I knew this is where you were at, that you are like on a whole nother level of self-destructing and just loathing. And so I hated it. And I must it. have been
0: miserable to be with. I mean. <laughs> I,
1: I was... hated it when I would feel... Anything that might make you feel worse. Yeah. But I knew I had to obviously at some point express that and be feel okay that I could. That's only fair. Yeah. And I know you allowed that and that you didn't have problems with that. And I don't think you took that as like, I never felt like you took that as it made you feel worse, but I felt like most of the time you took it as I needed you too. like, I need you around so I can tell somebody these things and And fill these things. Yeah. And then I say, it's funny because you're beating yourself up. And I say, I feel like Steve is doing so great and working so hard (laughs) and giving you props at this time. Anyways, it's, yeah, it's just interesting to me. And like hearing you say those things, like all I wanted was at that point for you to be able to be okay with whatever whatever you decided, <laughs> like, to be at peace with that. I don't know.
0: June 23rd, 12.08 a.m. That's when I do my journaling. 12.08. 12.08. <laughs> Last night, Jessica had her low point. She broke down and sobbed about the fact that I'm not attracted to her like I used to be. It is the harsh truth. I love her, and I love to cuddle with her, but I don't feel any sort of sexual attraction. I feel little desire to kiss her or anything beyond that. I feel like I did in high school with my girlfriends. We kissed, but nothing more, and I had no drive to go beyond that. I did with Jessica at first and for most of our marriage, I think, but not now. Generally, it makes me quite sad. Last night, it made me feel utterly hopeless. Because even if I can manage to get to the point where I can table these feelings and be content in a marriage with Jessica, I won't be able to give her what she needs. And this is where I go on to say, a marriage with no sexual attraction is not a marriage at all in her eyes. I was surprised to hear her say that. I didn't think our sexual chemistry or lack thereof would be a deal breaker for her. In my mind, it wasn't for me. At least I'm trying to get to a point where it, where it isn't. But looking at the facts, I guess it is. I left her for Sebastian because of the sexual chemistry I felt for him immediately. I've never felt the way I did when I woke up in his arms after our first night together. So peaceful, so comfortable, so at rest. It felt more natural and right than anything else. Tonight, I feel a similar peace and an acceptance. I feel like it would be okay for me to accept this as who I am and to stop beating myself up over it. But I know this feeling wouldn't last if I did accept it. I'd be miserable and depressed again in no time. I don't know that my lack of attraction to Jessica is going to change. I love her, and I think she is so beautiful, but that is about where it ends for me currently. I'm not going to give up, but for tonight I'm going to enjoy this peace and a little bit of relief, and I'm enjoying the thought of potentially happy or at least somewhat balanced gay lifestyle, still with Jessica and Penny as two of the three most important people in my life, with the boyfriend, a new boyfriend being the third. I wonder if there could be any chance of Sebastian ending up in Boise and of he and I having a second go at things. It's at least nice to think about tonight. I hope he doesn't resent me or regret our being together. Even though I try to, I can't bring myself to regret my loving and being with him. I like this part. I'm enjoying thoughts of myself with a partner, hanging out with Penny and Jessica and her new boyfriend or husband, and being truly happy together. Because that's what we are now. (laughs) poor Jessica. She is struggling. She needs to be wanted by me, and I'm not meeting that need for her, and I don't know how to change that. June 24. Where are you?
1: June 24. Oh, I'm done with June.
0: Okay. So over. <laughs> I am over
1: June. We went on a ward camp out on June 30th, which is super funny. I think we slept in the same tent. I'm sure everybody in the ward thought that was weird. <laughs> Penny in the middle. <laughs>
0: Didn't we sleep
1: in the same tent? Maybe we slept in tents next to each other.
0: Wait till I get to that entry. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right, June 24th. Question mark. Maybe it's not June 24th. I don't know why I have a question mark. He
1: doesn't know what day it is. (laughs)
0: 11.45 a.m. at church in the 13th ward with Penny. Jessica found an apartment and is going to move into the ward next month.
3: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Jessica and I went out last night, and then she stayed over at my place. It had been an incredibly...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember this night. (laughs) I remember
0: this night, too. I don't know if I've ever actually fully told you this experience, because I was always worried it was going to make you feel bad. I don't know why at this point it it would. It would have then, I'm sure, but... Well, now we're going to share it. Maybe I've told I'm you. I'm pretty
1: I don't sure know. I was. Or maybe you I don't already think know. you told me. Or but... maybe you
0: could tell probably. but yeah. Here it is. It had been an incredibly tough day for me. I feel defeat setting in more and more. I let myself go sexually with Jessica last night for the first time. Mind you, we didn't have sex.
1: We made out.
0: We made out. It was that like was, one of the
1: few times we made out.
0: That was, yeah, it was, it was the first time I had let myself go there. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, it was not a pleasant experience for me. It was painful. I just wanted to be with Sebastian or with a man. I wanted to run, and I just kept thinking, we're never going to make it. I was thinking that right when Jessica whispered in my ear, we're going to make it. We're going to be okay. (laughs) Defeat. I felt so defeated. As I lay there thinking things over, I decided... I just don't feel any conviction about the gospel anymore. I don't care about whether or not I am chaste or wear garments or go to the temple or go to church or keep the Sabbath day holy. I just can't care anymore. I feel nothing when I do them. I just feel empty. I have no relationship with the Lord. I try, but apparently not hard enough because I don't feel him anywhere near. What I do feel is love for Jessica and Penny and a loneliness that I know can only be eliminated by a man who I love and who loves me back. Yesterday was a fun day. It felt the way it felt when I visited from Oklahoma City. I enjoyed Jessica's companionship and friendship, but felt no desire to be with her or to marry her.
2: Is that anything new to you, Jess?
1: I mean, you never expressed this to me, but these are all things... You had to know. I felt... So strongly. But like I said, you never actually said the words to me.
2: What did you feel so strongly?
1: That he didn't want to be with me. That every time he did, every time there was any affection between us, it wasn't, he didn't enjoy it. He didn't let himself be with me. And I knew that. And I think that's, yeah.
0: It was almost like, That moment. I mean, do you remember?
1: Oh, yeah, I remember.
0: We were laying on your bed. No, we stayed at your house. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: said that in there.
0: (laughs) How strange. I totally remember this in our old bedroom in the old house. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it was like panic. It was like anxiety of what should be us connecting and feeling intimate. Just, I don't know. It just made me feel anxious and yeah it was it was it was devastating to feel that to like finally let us go there and or to just not feel right,
1: yeah
0: and it's interesting how many times I write in here that the times I really loved and enjoyed like that end paragraph there was i we had a great day, it felt the way it used to feel when I would come home and visit from Oklahoma. there were positive experiences of yeah. Us being together as friends and as Penny's parents, yeah, and and clearly I reflect positively on, you know, this is the wrong journal for my visits back from Oklahoma, and I don't know if I have entries on that, but clearly there were very positive experiences for me yeah. in my interactions with you, Jessica,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because I refer multiple times to it felt as good as it used to feel when I would come home and visit from Oklahoma, yeah, which is, I mean, clearly that's an indicator of what was. The right Where path, we and what was a yeah. good fit and what wasn't. Uh-huh. A good fit was co-parenting, being friends, and loving and supporting yeah. each other, and moving forward on separate paths, as opposed to something that feels completely unnatural and almost makes me have a panic attack of being with you in a relationship again. So that was not what was.
1: Well, and I think right partially you probably felt that because you knew <laughs> you couldn't keep doing that to me. Yeah, like you didn't want to. You love me enough to recognize that this wasn't the right thing for us to do.
0: Which leads me to July 1st. (laughs) Wait, what do you got?
1: I'm on July 1st. That's what I'm looking at right here.
0: Okay. Who goes first? Mine was 1145 AM. What time was yours?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mine is both in the morning and in the evening.
0: All right, well, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Go ahead, Jess.
1: Mine's not written very well, but basically I was pretty angry at Steve in the morning. And I don't get
0: angry. Did you throw a phone Then the let wall? me Then let me start, and I'll explain why she got angry. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. You go. You start.
1: <laughs> well, I know I was angry. Well, partially. It just says Steve hasn't snapped out of his state of depression since last week. is starting to wear on me. He also just told me he has been video chatting with guys again today and yesterday. I just feel like I want to be done. I am so tired of the feeling this instills in me. And this is one of the few times I let myself, like, get mad. And I I have a hard time, like, being mad at you or saying any of these things because I I felt this in the moment. (laughs) I see it as so self-centered the longer it goes on. Does he not understand how hard this is? on others as well. I know he does. But so often the way he acts says otherwise. And that's all I wrote in the morning. And then I switch pens. That's the only reason I know, really, that's later.
0: Well, you should write the time of day like I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then it says, okay, so as usual, I am in a totally different place tonight than I was earlier today. I don't really know If that is how Steve feels about it, but he was so great today and reminded me of all the good, wonderful things instead of focusing on the bad.
0: Well, let me tell you how I felt about it. (laughs) (sighs) The last couple days, I have felt myself shutting down emotionally, dropping deeper into depression. Yep. Last night in the evening, it reached the point that I couldn't hardly function. I found myself on a street corner on my bike, literally just standing there, not knowing where I should go. My house, Jessica's, or the community pool where we were supposed to be meeting her family. I just didn't feel like I could handle being around anyone. But I knew how much it would disappoint and anger Jessica if I didn't show up. But I knew it would be worse once I got there and shut down in front of all of them. So I didn't go. I was disappointed in myself for letting Jessica down, and I missed Penny. They came over afterwards. Penny was so sweet, and I needed that. Jessica was cold and I am sure she felt rejected. I met and chatted with a guy online on Friday. He was sweet, and we really connected. It felt so good. But it was wrong, and I should not have done it. I told Jessica this on Friday. I know she was hurt, and I know this contributed to my downward spiral into depression. Jessica knows it, too, and I'm sure she is mad at me for doing it and letting it lead me into depression. I need to stop letting myself do things that I know are bad for me. I really need to get mean with myself, as the bishop says all the time. I need to dig deep and find my conviction. So that's Uh, why she was angry. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't show up at the pool.
1: Yeah.
0: And other things.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, so then I go July 9th.
0: I'm still on that same day. 45 minutes later at 1230, I feel a glimmer of hope today. It's not often. (laughs) Well, just, just, just wait. Okay. Okay. Just wait till 1250. (laughs) I felt a glimmer of hope today. It's not often that I feel the spirit. So when I do, it's worth noting. Dewey Hammond shared his love for the gospel and demonstrated his passion for it. This is in church that I'm writing this. It makes me want to get to that point where I can say that I love everything about the church and truly mean it. In Sunday school now, 1250, <laughs> the high is over. <laughs> Last week's lesson was about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and their faith. When they were faced with the fiery furnace, they stated, The Lord will deliver us from our afflictions but if not, we will trust in the Lord. A conference talk by Elder Simmons taught that sometimes the Lord chooses not to relieve us of our afflictions, and we must find the strength to say, the Lord will deliver me from my afflictions, but if not, dot, dot, dot. He repeated this phrase countless times, filling in the blanks with various afflictions. I broke down in tears as I considered the harsh truth that the Lord will likely not relieve me of my affliction. The thought was more than I could handle. I broke down and sobbed, I left the room and went out behind the building and sat on the ground against the brick wall, head in my hands, and sobbed for a good half an hour. I felt like I could scarcely find the strength to get back on my feet and face another minute of life. Much of the week has been this way. I'm fasting today for help letting go of what could be to focus on what is and what will be. How do I let go of this? How do I come to terms with the fact that I will never again hold a man in my arms and feel that connection? and that comfort and that sense of belonging. Maybe the Lord will have mercy on me and allow me to feel that in Jessica's arms down the road, but I don't know. Truth is, I have to let go of this need and be okay without it. Anything else? Not from that day.
3: Not from that day.
0: <laughs> I feel like I couldn't even get past my own problems and my own sorrow and my own drama here to even be able to really see yours. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: I think that's what Jessica was alluding to and yeah. feeling as though does Steve even see that this is being self-centered?
1: And I think that's to the point where I was at is I don't know that I can do much more of that because I was good at it and to a point it was okay, but I think at this point I was realizing I wasn't okay So, and it needed to be done.
2: The point when in my relationship when it was completely like spiraling like this there was a constant question going through my head and it was when when is enough enough enough.
0: enough? i remember you saying that
2: like and that's i mean i feel like that's where you guys are at with this
1: oh yeah
0: i feel like we dragged it on for much longer than we should have
1: well and then i say so (laughs) I say, tonight I feel like being done. I know Steve isn't being 100% honest with me. He is slipping. I think I need to tell him we should be done, at least for a while. I don't know how we would make that work or even if we could, but I feel very tired right now and run down. This is like, like you were saying, like going back to that person and just wanting to give him a hug in that moment because you, you feel it. You're the only person that knows how I felt, like I'm the only person that knows how I felt in this moment. <laughs> um, but then everybody's been there, where you just feel that tired, rundown just, feeling.
3: Yeah.
1: Is the first time in our relationship I felt that I might not be telling the truth when I say things are going to be, things are going well. And when I tell Steve, he deserves me. I have a hard time believing lately that he wants to stay in the church of his own free will, but rather something he feels obligated to do. I honestly have a hard time seeing lately why he would choose this life with me in the church. He doesn't make me feel like what he feel like that is what he really wants, even though I can see him desperately trying to go through the motions. It all seems so confusing at the moment. And even as I write this, I doubt I could ever tell him it is over or that I need some space. But who knows, sometimes just saying it can bring light to the light and change that is needed to keep going. <laughs> and I put, I wonder what Penny will think if she ever reads any of this someday. I hope she knows how much we adore her and how much we truly loved each other as well. Yeah.
3: That was I- like...
1: Well, I guess this one was when I marked too, but.
0: I like reflecting on this, how much we fought for each other. Yeah. Like, no, I was not. I mean, clearly I was all hung up on my own. What I was lacking and couldn't see past that. But I love, I love that we both wanted so bad to try and keep trying to make it work.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think you guys both felt that you needed to in order to tell yourself like you had no regrets. Yeah. And I think that you went this far for this long and could full heartedly tell yourselves we tried our hardest.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think we figured out, I I talk somewhere in here and I'm never going to be able to find it, but just about the fact that we grew so much during this time and really understood ourselves better as to what we wanted and what we needed. And I mean, at the end of this, we both came out knowing we were good. Like, <laughs> we would never try to work this out again, like time to move on, time to be done. And I think it just brought so much peace, even though it was obviously a mess. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: And such a bigger mess than I remembered. Good grief.
1: It is so funny to me when we were talking about this recently that you were like, I didn't do that. I did not. It was like one guy. And I was like, okay.
0: I didn't remember all of this. Oh, my gosh.
1: It was interesting to me that you didn't, because I remember it was a regular conversation of you struggling and you reaching out to these different guys and things happening with different guys. And, and not that I faulted you for that. Like, I knew it was part of where you were at. But just, <laughs> I think it was interesting that you didn't remember all of that.
0: I think it's got to just be a coping mechanism. Of, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, of me not wanting to own those facts. Yeah. I'm not proud of them. Yeah. I'm now at a point that I don't see a need of being ashamed of them because that's not productive for anyone. Yeah, especially me <laughs> to hang on to something that's shameful. But but it is interesting to me that I just blocked it. I blocked those out. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think this. It's yeah.
0: Looks like Penny got to that page. Yeah, Penny, <laughs> d-
1: Penny did some drawings in here.
2: She tried to read those.
1: <laughs> and she's like this is crap <laughs> uh, I have like on this like a few, July 16th I feel like we're just waiting for the other one to say they are done so we can give up and be done with it but I don't know if either of us can <laughs>
0: and we, we didn't I don't know what to do so quick
2: question because I'm trying to place myself in this timeline now
0: you're in our ward have you borrowed my pen yet I don't know <laughs> Have I? Yes. Please, please go check the you journal have. and see when you borrowed my pen. <laughs> you kidding. have,
1: because, I mean, we're about to end things. And you guys had been mountain biking for a little while when we actually ended things.
0: Yeah. I wonder if either of our text messages go back that far, Matt.
1: They don't. Uh,
0: mine, now. Yeah. I'm going to check mine.
1: Because...
0: Why do I have two of you on my phone?
1: I mean, we are getting family pictures during this time, like my family is up in, there was a family trip up to my Mm. uncle's cabin. Where is my uncle's cabin, guys? I can't think of where it is. By Jackson. Victor, Victor, Idaho. (laughs) So my whole family's on their way up to Victor. Steve and I are supposed to be meeting him up there. And I get like, so sick, like so sick. And there's also this debate about if Steve's going to be in the family pictures or not. (laughs) And and your
0: mom decided, (laughs) No. no, he's not. And so I was a little hurt by that, but, but totally understood. Yeah,
1: you were good. I about knew it. I
0: was so not like <laughs> stable a stable part of the family. What does your journal say about that? And <laughs> it was no, the right it, decision
1: to be made. <laughs> but like I have in here that I was so sick and we were driving up there and then we stopped in Idaho Falls and just stayed with Steve's parents because I was just like, I can't I can't go up there. And then we, I drove up for one afternoon to take the pictures and then drove home and then we went back to Boise and you took care of me.
0: I still think of that every time I see that picture. Yeah. All right. So August 16. So it seems that Jessica and I are done or taking a break or something. It was my decision to make, but I couldn't do it. So Jessica finally made the call. Good job, Jessica. (laughs) Mind you, this wasn't actually the end, but it was close to it. It's all the same as it was a year ago, almost exactly. I'm breaking your heart all over again. Giving in all over again. Let me see what else I want to read here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: tonight was actually a nice night. After our short discussion, we watched a movie together. It was very relaxed. I felt a burden lifted, the pressure gone. I felt like it was when I used to come visit from Oklahoma. We would spend a fun day together as friends and as Penny's parents. I have missed that relationship that we had. I've struggled to feel right trying to be her boyfriend or her husband again.
1: Yeah, and I write on here like on August 7th. I'm so done. But even just writing that brings me to tears. How can we be here again? How can Steve let go of me again? What am I going to do?
0: We've decided to be done. But I am sure I am in for a rude awakening soon enough. I'll probably wake up feeling sick to my stomach over this tomorrow. I'll tell myself that I can't believe I let her go, that I didn't fight for her. I'll get deeply depressed and suicidal when I picture the future I could have had with her. But this time it could be different. I won't be in a different state. I'll be here in Boise, just a few blocks away from my Penny and from my best friend Jessica. She will move on and start dating again. Probably not Jared. I can't picture that working out with him. There will be days where I will freak out, panic, feel like I shouldn't have given up so soon, that I have to try again, but I can't let myself. I have to let go of the thought of what could have been. I have to find a way to be okay with who I am and where I am.
1: I got my tattoo (laughs) on August 14th. (laughs) That's my one big rebellion in life, guys. It's my tattoo.
0: And what's it say?
1: It says to thine own self be true.
0: Very (laughs) applicable to this time frame. Yep. Are you glad you have it or do you you regret it?
1: I don't regret it. I mean, I don't care that it's there at this point. It means, I mean, nothing to me. But. I mean, I've talked about getting it removed and Matt's like, no, don't get it removed. I've talked about getting another one. Matt's like, no, don't get another one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a significant moment for me. And not that it was the right thing for me to do, but at the same time, I think it's probably a good reminder to me of probably more than I realize of, <laughs> to I know itself be true. And it was interesting. I don't know why I settled on that, No idea, quite honestly, except that the words were fitting for the time of my life. And then my aunt was cleaning out my grandma's office years later, and she found this sign that's actually right above us over here that was in my grandma's office that says, to thine own self be true. And I had no idea. She had that. And so I do actually kind of love it more now because of that. And I'm sure my grandma (laughs) likes it too.
0: I didn't know that. So
1: she snagged that for me from my grandma's Mm. office. Yeah. And then August 16th, it says, I have a date with Jared tomorrow night. Not really sure why or what what I'm thinking, but I guess we will see how it goes.
0: (laughs) Do you have an entry of when we were officially done? Because what I just read on the 17th, we weren't actually still done.
1: Oh, we were done.
0: No, we weren't. <laughs> I have more entries that imply... I hang imply out with Steve
1: and Penny most of the day.
0: That we weren't. Really?
1: Well, Why would was, I have going out with somebody else? We were Jared. taking a break oh, and
0: we were... Cons- see? Things are
1: leveling out with Steve, so they're going good. I still find myself wanting to go out to date other people. That is so funny.
0: I have an entry on August 25th that implies that we're still trying. And then my next entry that doesn't have a date is... New life goals, That's- where I rewrite my plan about what my new life is going to look like. So, sometime after August 25th, we officially were done. And then. What? And then my journal entries start to get much more positive. (laughs) And I start talking about things like how much I so incredibly enjoy my daughter at bedtime and what a great day we had. And so much easier when you're not stressed. And it's suddenly, it's like a whole new book. It just gets so much lighter and enjoyable. And yeah,
1: because August 21st, I talked about another guy that I had previously dated that I hoped he would call me to go out on a date now, too. So apparently we were pretty done. And yes. That means Matt is in the picture.
0: Welcome.
3: And i probably start
1: talking about you soon in this journal. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: Well,
0: that was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm.
3: There this, you go. I, and it's
0: like, uh, Do you remember how when we first started recording, I would, when we were done, I would be like, send this to me because I'm going to listen to it tonight and tomorrow and the next day to make sure I'm totally actually comfortable putting all this out there. Yeah. Please send this to me tonight so I can listen to it tonight and tomorrow (laughs) and the next day so I can decide if I'm actually comfortable putting all this out there. Uh, This was a lot.
2: It was a lot. And I think it'll be good. I think you're going to listen to it and be like, all right. If I could have had something like this to listen to while I was going through all of this spiral. Yes. So keep
0: that in mind. Jessica, do you think we should have done anything differently in those six months? Let me add, not differently. Do you think we should have done those six months? Should we have ended it sooner? Should we have done it longer? Should we have...
1: No. No, we definitely shouldn't have gone any longer. No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What would you have changed if you could have changed anything?
1: I honestly don't know that I would have changed anything. And it's interesting because, like, during this time, there are other things that I talk about, like, a little bit that I always... Proud of me for setting the boundaries on as well. Like, I had been called, so I had accepted basically a volunteer opportunity in our church to go to young women's camp, to go to girls' camp for a week. And it was stressing me out so bad because I was so emotionally strung out to then think of, first of all, leaving my daughter for a week during that time and then showing up for these girls in a way that would be appropriate. Like, have some enthusiasm and put on a happy face so for a week. I'm just being like, life is awful.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> this world is terrible to you.
1: And I, I called them like a couple days before I was supposed to go. And I was like, I am so sorry, but I cannot go. Like, I am not in an emotional state to be able to do this right now. And it was somebody that I knew and she was like... That's fine. I get it. I said, these girls are ready. The girls that I've been working with, they're prepared. They will be fine. And um, But just some things like that that I was glad I recognized I couldn't do.
2: Put the brakes on.
1: That, you know what, for myself emotionally, and probably for the sake of those girls too, it was probably good I didn't show up there. But just different things like that that I think I was glad I recognized those things enough to not do them. And that I, I remember my dad telling me, Jessica... Just don't go. Being like, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, that's an option. I can do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: And just having like somebody telling me, giving me permission. permission I mean, it wasn't, I, not that I needed the permission, but just that reinforcement of it's okay to set that boundary. And I think those are things that I'm grateful I recognized in that time. And like not going to Logan with you and different things like that. That
0: It is nice to have someone, and your dad is good at this. Yes, he To is. have someone who gives you permission to really acknowledge how you feel. And to base your actions on that instead of basing your actions on what you think is expected of you and how something's going to look or what someone else needs. What are you pointing at? I found it. Read it.
1: August 28th, 2012. We have an
3: end date.
1: (laughs) Steve just told me today that he is done fighting, so we are no longer dating at all. I am so glad (laughs) I had kind of started moving on before things officially ended. It is a relief but it still hurts. I am excited to see what the future brings. Oh, and that's it. I'm excited to see what the future brings.
0: <laughs> do you remember that conversation? And uh, kinda. I do.
1: I was already dating two guys, if, like, at this point.
0: How dare you step <laughs> outside of a... <laughs> oh, that is so funny. <laughs> that was sarcasm, people. Um... I remember the conversation of being very spur of the moment we're sitting on your couch like the rounded part and i just i don't know what we were talking to about or what led up to it but i just in the moment was like i'm done yeah i am done fighting this and fighting for something that is not right for us i'm done and you just said i know yeah and that was it and we just both knew it was closure. It was yeah. like, all right, we're going to move forward, each of us on our own path. And and I remember most vividly was at the end of that, getting on my bike and riding down that hill on Brumbach. And it was just like... Freedom. The sky was bluer and the grass was yep. greener. And I just wanted to just like put my arms in the air and just like feel the wind on my skin. <laughs> like... Just feeling such a huge burden lifted of clearly this is the right yes. way to go here.
1: And I think that is an important moment for people to understand because I think people keep fighting and fighting sometimes, like we were, mm-hmm. and are so afraid to let go. But then when they do, there is that moment yeah. of Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, it's like this oh, weight
1: is gone. Yeah. Like there's so much that I don't know of what's going to happen, of what's ahead of me. But, but clearly
0: this, there are good things ahead. Yes. That this
1: weight is lifted. And <laughs> that
0: was the first time I had felt that in those six months. It was the first time I had that feeling back of everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Cause I had not felt that. Yep. For six months or whatever. Let's Everyone. figure out how long was it? August twenty-eighth? Yeah. And we had started on March twenty-eighth. Six months to the day, right? April, May, June, July, August. Five months to the day, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know what else I told you in
1: this conversation that I think is a good note to end on? Yeah. I told you I was going to date Matt Fru. I specifically told you. Was that
0: the same conversation? Yes.
1: I said, that's fine. We can end things. But I remember in that conversation, That's fine. We
0: can end things because I have Matt. And
1: I said, I am going to date Matt Fru. And you said, (laughs) this is like my favorite... (laughs) You can't date him. He's my friend. And I said, that's, <laughs> I said, that's too bad. You divorced me. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> and you said that was fair. And I like legit went after Matt.
0: I do remember Pretty quick now. after that. And just um, to clarify, that conversation was not heated. You can't tell me that. I can do whatever. It was no, very it much was a, a joke. With smiles like, and yes. jokes and mutual <laughs> understanding. And...
1: So yeah, Matt's coming into the picture, people.
0: Here I
2: come. Actually, let me back up a little bit and ask Steve that same question of is there anything that you would change or do differently during this whole five months to the day experience?
0: You know, I've said it before, we've all ended up in a good place, so I don't I don't regret anything that led us here. There's no need for that. But I absolutely regret being so unfaithful to you. (laughs) And I don't know. That was a disappointing part of today, was realizing, as I read through all this, how unfaithful. unfaithful I had been. And I'm certainly not proud of that.
1: But it's like my dad, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, my dad brought up
0: that... It couldn't have gone any other way, No, right? just... you needed like
1: this safe place to kind of figure this all out. Yeah, And I made myself willing to be that safe place. And so you can't. I mean, I chose to stay, knowing these things were going on. So you can't, you can't fault yourself for that. For me, making the decision to stay, you were honest with me for the most part about what was going on. And if you weren't honest but, in that second, you told me.
2: But could he have been more faithful?
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> but it, you know, and honestly, it just this is what it is. That those acts of—I mean, I mentioned a few of them in there of what they meant to me connecting emotionally with some guy on some stupid chat room who's in know, who knows <laughs> who knows where but they meant something and it made it clear to me and there's there's you know we only got through half of my sticky notes <laughs> <laughs> but there's some of them that really talk about the need for emotional connection and me realizing this is not just a sexual thing the stake president was wrong this is not just a sexual thing. It, it was very much, I, there was an, a need to be emotionally connected and emotionally fulfilled in an authentic relationship with a man. And where was I going with this? <laughs> I guess my point is that I, I think a lot of that, while well, I was unfaithful, but I think much of that was part of my journey and part of my oh, yeah. process and part of me accepting
3: mm-hmm.
0: what it was I really needed and what it was I really wanted and coming to terms with the fact that this is not, this does not make me a bad person or an evil person. This is not just a horrifying sin. This is like a real thing for me that I need in life to live a fulfilling, edifying life. I need genuine emotional connection. And so, I mean, that said, I suppose I can't even regret.
1: No. you know,
0: Again, all of these things, had anything been different, we probably all wouldn't be where we are, and we're in a good place. So even those things, while I'm not proud of them, were a part of my journey. And... Helped me get to a good place, so that was a very long answer to your question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All a right, long episode. Let's end cool. this. End right. it. We're, <laughs> We're done. Ending it.
2: Just like Jessica's. Just like August. Done. 20, August twenty-eighth, two thousand twelve.
0: <laughs> Steve
1: can go right down the hill now.
2: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband in Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you we challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.